Well, joining me for a look at the day's traders, Martin Smith from Anchor Capital. Thank you so much for your time, Martin. Of course, the big data point uh, that investors were anticipating today is that U.S. inflation figure. But I feel like, um, you know, sentiment has been mixed. And even before uh, that that uh, data print came out, um, the JSC sinking further into the red. But then you're seeing a completely different picture when you look at the RAND that has actually strengthened. And then you're seeing a sea of green across the U.S. market. So just how have markets actually digested this print? Yeah, it's definitely been a mixed a mixed bag out there. Like you said, everything's moving kind of in different directions. But I think if you look at volumes, it's still quite low. I think conviction across the board is low and the market doesn't really know where, where to turn. Um, and if you look at the kind of reaction to the CPI number, yes, it was slightly higher than the market expected, uh, predominantly a function of higher aeroplane tickets if you had to kind of dive into to the nuts and bolts of it. So market kind of uh, just looking past it, I think. But again, I think market still doesn't know quite where to turn. I think conviction is, is quite low across the board. Uh, we do have the Fed meeting next week. I don't think they'll they'll move on rates then, but I think it'll give us a little bit more clarity as what their thoughts are for the rest of the year. At the moment, market's still pricing in 50-50 chance of, a, of another rate hike. Yeah. yeah. I'm just wondering because as much as markets are pricing in uh, a pause by the Fed, this doesn't necessarily mean that jitters can go away, right? Because there's still a chance that interest rates might increase after that. Uh, absolutely. And I think the one thing to keep an eye out for both locally and offshore is this oil price that keeps ticking mm. up. And I think that obviously has kind of first and second order effects on inflation. I think it's one to keep an eye on and to see how, how that kind of plays out. But again, until we kind of properly out of and, and in the clear, I think markets are going to continue to be a, a bit jittery. And I, I think you you completely right in your in your kind of summary of it, I think markets are just yeah. a little unsure of themselves, and it's obvious, and it's often just a bit of like innocuous news that that kind of uh, triggers a bit of a sell-off. Yeah, I hear you on that because we did see that uh, oil price um, elevating above ninety rand per barrel. So it's going to be quite interesting to see that inflation trajectory uh, from here on out. Let's go into the UK economy before we go into the uh, counters that came out with numbers on the JSC today. So UK economy in July actually contracting uh, by zero point five percent. Markets had expected zero point two percent, and that's the sharpest uh, decrease in about seven months. But then, of course, yesterday we did have that uh, wage growth coming out and still remaining at a record high at 7.8%. So the economy is slowing, but then that wage growth is still high. I mean, how tight is that rope for the Bank of England right now? Uh, Very much so. And I think if you look at the numbers that they were penciling in, uh, they were looking for growth in the third quarter of about uh, 0.4%, which at this stage looks pretty unlikely. So you've got a situation where inflation is sticky, wage growth is obviously doing what it's doing. You're looking at growth of the economy coming under pressure. So I, I think they're in a little bit of a, of a tight spot. I think consensus is looking for them to increase rates by another 25 basis points next week when they meet. So yeah, again, a bit of a tough pos- kind of position to be in, specifically if you look at the US where their economy seems to to really kind of uh, keep pushing on and it's a little bit easy to digest those, those yeah. uh, increase in, in interest rates. Yeah. What do you make of Growth Point 
at this point. Um, it doesn't really seem like much growth. It seems like, it seems like there's quite a, a mixed picture in terms of their portfolio. What can you say about Growth Point uh, right now? So, I mean, the results were in line slash slightly disappointing, mm -hmm. but it was the guidance that the market paid the most attention to where you've got um, the income per share down kind of 10 to 15 percent mm. um, in the next year. So the market didn't like that. But I think if you look at um, where it's trading relative to peers at a bit of a discount, they've got good assets. Um, you're seeing peak funding costs probably now in FY24. So as that kind of dissipates, you'll probably see some really good growth starting to come through in kind of FY25. So I think they are well positioned on a medium term uh, basis, but it's just about getting through the next little bit. And maybe a lot of the pain has been front front loaded because uh, it seems like that's what's happened relative to the rest of their peers. Ah, all right. Let's go into insurance. Um, and I'm actually going to group these together. Momentum and uh, Old Mutual. So Old Mutual came out with a trading statement. Momentum uh, came out with uh, annual results on that front. And on both counters, as much as they say that they have uh, made a significant recovery from the pains of COVID-19, but consumers are under strain. And then just look, even looking at the the market's reaction as much as they are still eking out growth the market's not really reacting positively is it just a case of the numbers aren't good or they're just unloved at this point those insurance counters <laughs> no it's a good question but I, I think the market is looking at um, the numbers that we saw out of Discovery and on a Sunlum last week, yeah. where they were really, really positive. Well, sorry, Discovery yesterday. Mm. Um, and they were very strong, very positive, specifically in the case of Sunlum. And they're saying, okay, well, while you've done decently insofar as the numbers that you put out relative to your peers, you actually aren't operating maybe at the same level. So I think that's where the discrepancy kind of lies with those two. And if you look at the new accounting uh, practices you mentioned at the beginning of your of the show, this new FRS 17, um, it seems to be benefiting someone like a Sun Lam, but not so much someone like an old mutual. So I think it's the, rel the relative play, which is, is kind of showing the market, uh, all the markets putting yeah. its money where, where it feels uh, that company's doing the best. Uh, all right. Well, where are you putting your money today, your stock pick? Uh, we are buying some Xara today. I think if you look at uh, the businesses and you put some pretty conservative multiples on those businesses, I think you get to uh, some of the parts valuation that is 15 to 25% higher than here. So I think it represents quite a nice short-term opportunity. Ah, all right. Well, thank you so much for your time and for your insights on what has been driving thank investors' you. money today, Martin. Appreciate it. That was Martin Smith from Anchor Capital.